This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. Hey everyone, this is Chris Grasso with the Indie Spirituals Podcast. Uh, I wanted to record this quick message letting people know that I'm going to be away for roughly a month to two months tops doing promotion for my brand new book, Everything Mind, which is coming out October 1st and published by Sounds True. And thank you, Sounds True, for that. Uh, but in my absence, I want to run some older interviews that I did in 2014. The, these are a series of what I was calling uh, Indie Spiritualist Skype sessions that I was doing on my website, theindiespiritualist.com. These are a series of video interviews that I had done, uh, which I have transferred into audio format. So apologies that the quality is not exactly up to par. However, it's definitely listenable, and the people I have as guests, I think, are worthy of your time. I hope, at least after you listen to them, that you feel they are. So anyways, I just want to say a quick hello, and again, my apologies for my absence over the next month to two months, um, but in that time, I sincerely hope you enjoy these interviews. Thank you very much. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Grasso with the Indie Spiritualist Podcast. My guest today needs no introduction, but I'm still going to go ahead and give him one anyways. Don Miguel Ruiz is a renowned spiritual teacher and internationally best-selling author. He has spent the past three decades guiding students to personal freedom through his profound insights regarding the nature of human reality. His landmark best-selling book, The Four Agreements, contains practical steps for long-term personal transformation and has been read by millions around the world. Don Miguel is also the author of The Mastery of Love, The Voice of Knowledge, Prayers, and the New York Times bestseller, The Fifth Agreement, a collaboration with his son, Don Jose Ruiz. Each of his books are international bestsellers. The wisdom Don Miguel has brought to the world has earned him respect around the globe. He has dedicated his life to sharing his message through practical concepts in order to promote transformation and ultimately change lives for the better. Visit him at www.miguelruiz.com. Don Miguel, thank you so much for uh, your time today. Well, it's my pleasure to, to be in your show, and I really enjoy every, this beautiful day. Ah, it is a beautiful day. Thank you. Um, so, 
Uh, you have an incredible new book out called The Toltec Art of Life and Death. But before we got into that, I wanted to go back a little bit and actually begin with um, prior to you becoming a world-renowned spiritual teacher, you'd practice neurosurgery. Uh, but you eventually came to the conclusion, in your words, that what needed to be healed was not only the physical brain, but the human mind itself. And I would love for you uh, to elaborate on that for our listeners. Well, uh, something that I discovered at that time, and it was very important for me, is uh, to, to see how science and technology uh, was growing extremely fast. And of course, uh, that wasn't the end of the, uh, the 80s. And that accelerates so much until well, we can see what, what, what the, the technology did this time. You know, whatever happened in any place in the world is done in a few seconds. Mm-hmm. It is amazing all what technology did. But uh, I noticed at the time that uh, psychology was way behind, mm-hmm. way, way behind. And, and I really uh, wanted to understand why that was happening. So the, the, the way to do it is uh, by going back to my, my legacy, going back to my parents, my grandfather. And we learned something that I that I uh, let go when I was a, a teenager when I decided to to study medicine. But anyway, uh, I, I started having apprentices and taking to uh, to do power journeys and in ancient sites. And, and, and I explored their mind their mind for a little more than 10, 10 years. And the result was the four agreements. Mm. We can say that these four agreements is really psychology. But not like a test, uh, you know. Not, not like a, not like a, a describing what is uh, ego, super ego, etc. But just giving a, uh, a few rules that have the power to transform the way we live our life. Because this is applying psychology, not just studying psychology, and, and help everybody to help themselves to to really uh, make a, a a big change in in, in their life. Mm. Because I discovered that the mind is the same in every single human. It's the same in the entire humanity. What changes structure, we can say, uh, events, uh, language, etc. But the conflict that exists in one human mind is the same conflict that exists in the entire humanity. And for millennials, we used to believe that the conflict was uh, between good and bad. When good and bad is just the result of the real conflict. And the real conflict is between the truth and lies. Mm. And the whole drama is in, in, in this conflict. And mm. everybody faces the conflict in a different way. But everybody uh, in their everyday life, they face that conflict. Because it feels that it's inside of us. Well, um, what, what I saw is that, uh, that the, the, all the lies is just a reflection, a distortion of the truth. Mm. That the truth exists all the time. The truth exists long before humanity. It will exist long after humanity. The truth just exists, just is, it's just whatever it is. Mm. On the other hand, 
the lives only exist because we believe in those lives. We give life to those lives. And those lives, uh, in certain times, uh, get corrupt and create superstitions. Mm. And we defend the superstitions, which means we become fanatics. And we are defending the superstitions and as more distorted the truth, as most corrupt is a, is a lie, then uh, the way we, that we act, defending those lies, is what, uh, what becomes the injustice, the violence, even war. Then is this something that is happening all the time? It's happened thousands of years ago, as it's happening right now. Then once that we understand that, uh, the next step was go, uh, is explore the core, why that happened. Mm. And what I find out is that uh, the whole point is because we learn to love the way everybody else loves. Mm. Which means that we love with conditions. And this is the, what caused all the problems. And this also what corrupt all those lives and create those superstitions. Anyway, uh, conditional love, that means that I love you if you let me control you. Hmm. If you do whatever I want you to do, then I love you. If not, then I will reject you and I will punish you for not being what I want you to be. And this is how we love everybody. Mm. And, the, and it's also how everybody loves us. They love us with conditions. If we are what they want us to be, then they accept us. In fact, they reject us. And that's the reason why we try to please everybody around. And, and it's easy to understand why it's so important the opinion and the judgment of everybody around. And we try to please everybody. We try to be what they want us to be. But the worst part is that we learn to love ourselves exactly the same way. Mm. We love ourselves with conditions. If I not become what I wish to be, what everybody wants me to be, then I will reject myself. Mm. And this is how we create all those limitations. Without, uh, without the awareness that uh, we create all those superstitions and all those limitations and in, the, in our self-rejection, we believe that we're not good enough, that we're not strong enough, that we're not intelligent enough. Mm. And many times we don't even try it any longer. Then we can see the entire trauma. And we understand the trauma in one human we also can understand the trauma in the entire humanity because we find out that uh, we live in a story that we create. Right. That we are the artists who create the story of our life. And, you know, the word Toltec means artist. It mm. means, means artist in any language. Is artists when we are when we are talking about the total wisdom, we're talking about the wisdom of the artist. Mm. 
Right. Then in this uh, in this new book, the total art of life and death is uh, the 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 wisdom of the artist about life and death. Hmm. And this is uh, because in this book we are facing that conflict, the conflict that exists in every human being. Right. right. Then in, in in my case is uh, the story of Miguel. But whoever reads the book, they can they can see that it's, it's exactly the same, like the story of whoever is reading the book. Right. Because all of us, we are facing exactly the same problem, the same conflict. But when they see how in that story I was uh, facing this conflict, they also can see how they can face the conflict in their life. Because I read this book, is they're really comparing that story with the story that they created, with the life that they're living right now. Right. If we can see that the tool that I was using in order to face all the superstitions and, and my own fanatism is the truth. So, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and so, so let's talk about this. Um, the the name of the book, the Toltec art of life and death. It it's it's powerful. You know, it to give readers just a, a quick overview. In two thousand and two, you suffered a near fatal heart attack that left you in a coma for nine weeks. And during that period, as you lay suspended in a dream state between life and death, you traveled on this mystical journey of self discovery. Your spirit encountering the people, events, and ideas that shaped you in your life's work. Um, and this is the first time you're sharing this story and journey and the lessons you learned. Um, and again, it's just very powerful. So what I wanted to do was, before we get into the story itself, um, I wanted to actually share a brief quote uh, from something you wrote in the preface, because I think it will help lay the groundwork for the rest of our conversation about the book. Um, and you wrote... While we may seem different, you are an essential part of the dream of humanity, as I am. You have searched for truth through symbols, as have I. You are knowledge seeking to redeem itself, as I was. You are your own savior, savior and you are pure potential in action. God represents the truth of you, and the truth will set you free." And I pers- me personally, I found that you know very beautiful. Uh, I was hearing elements of Buddhism and Vedanta and mystic Christianity, um, all of these great wisdom traditions in your beautiful words. Um, and to me, that was exemplifying the unity of, again, what these great wisdom traditions all point towards. So uh, I would love for you, if, if you don't mind, to, to break that down a little bit, to talk about, um, you know, how even though it seems that we're different, you know, we're essentially part of the same dream of humanity. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Well, as you, as you can see, uh, everybody creates their own story. Right, right. And there's, and there, and there's in, in every story, there's always a conflict. Mm. There's all the villain, and the hero. Right, yes. Of course, the hero is the main character of the story. In my case, it's Miguel. But if somebody else is whoever name they have, they are the hero, and they have the conflict. And we are expecting that someone comes and saves us or helps us, etc., etc. Well, we are our own favor, because this is our story that we create 
is we create every every character in that story. Mm. We create all the rules in that story. Of course, with, with the help of the people around us. And every single human, they live in their story. They have their point of view. And they are the hero in their story. As you are the hero in your story. Mm. Then in your story, you can see that uh, many times the, the hero is important. He, he cannot do so many things and becomes a victim. And it is a victim from his own creation. It's a victim from his beliefs or her beliefs. It's a victim from the superstitions that they believe. It is a victim for the fanatism that they use in order to, to defend all those lives. And all those lives, obviously, they are the villains. And I think it's important to clarify that in our story, my story, your story, everybody else's story, all the secondary characters, they're just an extension of your main character. Because the whole, to the whole story is you. The whole dream of your life is yours. Mm. It's your particular point of view, and the whole story is about you. Then, in my story, it is my mother, my ancestors, my children, etc., etc., and all the events that are happening in that story. Mm. Well, uh, every part of the story is really me. But it's the same to the seven billion humans who are living their own story. Then, like, for example, in, in your story, you have parents, you have beloved, you may have children, friends, etc., etc. Well, the ones who live in your stories is a reflection of the real ones. But every secondary character of your story, they're based in reality. Because your parents really exist, your beloved exists, your friends exist. But the ones who live in your story, they're just what you believe about them. You create them. They're your creation. Mm. It's your own world. You create your own world. And in your world, you create all the problems, but you also solve the problems. You are the saver in your own world, mm. as everybody else is in their own story. Anyway, uh, for the, this particular story, just a little before, I went into coma. I had this conversation with my mother. Of course, my mother was very upset because my body was dying. And she didn't want me to die. Right. And she was upset and said, Miguel, you don't have the right to die. Hmm. You cannot die before I do. It's not okay. And I will do whatever is in my power to stop you from, 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 from dying. And of course, this uh, sounds very absurd, but you know, that goes into my mind, into my story. Because when I went into coma, well, the story was about what I was talking with my mother, that she will do whatever to, to stop my, the process of my death. Anyway, uh, as you can see, in the moment of death, it's like a, we see the whole story of our life in front of us, in just a few moments. Right. And this is exactly what happened to me. Wow. I see the whole story of my life. But in this narrative, I focus the attention in those parts of my life who make a big change 
that changed the direction of my life. Mm. It's what I call the encounters with the truth, the significant memories of my life. It is when the truth arrived and destroyed all those superstitions, all those lies, and helped me to be more free and have the clarity of my own creation. Mm. And that's, that's what I, uh, what I mentioned in that story. Right. All those encounters with the truth. Right. And that's what make, make the story very interesting. Because yes. <laughs> every single human, they have encounters with the truth. But sometimes, uh, after the truth comes, it shakes the whole world. They do everything that is their power to, to, to get an equilibrium and to forget about the truth and keep living in their own life. They keep, keep living the same way that they used to live before. So sometimes something dramatic happens that they cannot deny that happened. Mm-hmm. Like a, an accident, for example, uh, near that experience. Then when when you're dying, you also find out that the whole story it was completely irrelevant. That we would, would not make any really any difference, and that we was uh, uh, spending our time being worried for something that is not important and get it upset for for something that is completely irrelevant. Then of course the of the whole point of view changed completely. And we see the world in a completely different way. Mm, right. right. And, and this is this is a, this is exactly what happened. And when I uh, when I uh, uh, explain those uh, contrast with the truth, we can see that when those superstitions disappear, the the the, the trust in myself grows. I feel more powerful and more calm also. And I understand everything better and better. And this is how we redeem our knowledge. Mm. This is how we change the rules of our life. And this is how we stop our own fanatism. Right. And, and, you and this is how we fight our own peace. Right. And you talk about in the book something very important. Uh, you, you discuss transforming our beliefs. And, and you actually say in the book, transforming our belief structure is the most important kind of change we can make, and in many ways, the scariest. So let's talk about that. Why is this transformation so important, and why is it so scary? Well, it is scary because everything that we don't know makes us feel fear. Right, yeah. Because we we create all our knowledge and we create our own lives and our own superstitions that we all, 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 also also have the desire to know, to understand. Mm. But when the truth is coming, all those beliefs, all those uh, superstitions, they're completely afraid because they know that they will not survive an encounter with the truth. Right. Because they only live because we believe in in those in those lies and those superstitions. You know that reminds me um, a conversation that Apollo had with Zeus, uh. and Apollo tells Zeus, "Well, you see, we the gods will live when the humans believe in us, but the day he will come." With the humans no longer to live in us, then we, the gods, will just disappear. Mm. 
and, and this is exactly true. Of course, we don't believe in Apollo or Zeus or any other god, but we believe in our anger. We believe in, in, in our jealousy. We have different kind of gods. And all of that really are secondary characters in our story. Mm. And this is what creates all those superstitions, and uh, they are the ones who, who, who are afraid of the, of the truth. Because if, when we face uh, that confrontation, that, uh, uh, that conflict that exists in online, we have the truth as the powerful weapon. And this is how we really can change our beliefs. Mm. And uh, when we have that awareness, we understand the reason why, why the injustice, why the violence, right. why the war. Right. And we can see that it's the same to the entire humanity. It's the same that happened in Egypt, Rome, Greece, and the different wars that exist in this planet Earth. And this keeps happening right now. Mm. And we can say that, yes, we humans, we are barbarians. Sure. We do the same things that we were saying long ago. And, and the reason is because we love with conditions. Right. That's what makes us barbarians. Right. That's what makes us be in, uh, creating justice. That's what makes us violent. That's what, uh, what even... Uh, create war, right. create all those conflicts. Mm. When we understand that, then we can see that there is a solution. But the solution, we have to apply it to ourselves because only we can change our own creation. We can change our own world. Right. And this is exactly what I ask him wherever I go. Please help me to change the world. Right. Your world, the one that you create. Right. Yeah, and you know another point that uh, that you make in the book that I think goes hand in hand with with uh, this what we're discussing, and it's something that I have struggled with uh, in my own life, and many people that I you know speak to at various workshops, I know they either have struggled or are continuing to struggle with, uh, and that is again something you address in in the Toltec art of life and death is about loving ourselves, and you write. Uh, if each of us could love ourselves as we wish to be loved, then we wouldn't let our hunger for love make decisions for us. Um, and, you know, I know it is out of this place of lack of love that, speaking personally, um, I was not a, an, a great person in the world. You know, I, I did not show up in a, in a loving way towards others in a compassionate way. And, um, you know, the old saying, hurt people hurt people. I think that could sum it up quite nicely. So how do we learn to love ourselves as we wish to be loved? Well, that's exactly what what we are doing here. Yeah, uh, we use the truth, yeah. and the truth will destroy the reasons why we don't love ourselves. Mm. Because we love ourselves with conditions, and we will find out that all those conditions that we use by loving ourselves will disappear when the truth arrives. Because it is not true that that we are not good enough. It's not true that we cannot make it. Mm. It's not true that we're not powerful. But we believe that. And because we believe that, then we can say, Thy will be done. Mm -hmm. We make it true, even that it's not true. 
Anyway, when you finally use the truth and you love yourself, you really find the real truth. And at least we can assure that there are two things that are real, that they are true. Mm. One is death, because we all will die sooner or later, that right. we will die. It's a fact. A fact is that even don't need to be proved, because we are seeing it all the time. Death exists. And the other is life. We are, we all are alive. We cannot deny that life exists. It's a fact also. And everything else is not really a fact. The entire creation is just a mix between life and death. Mm. And everything is, is just that we can say that death is matter. The matter only moves, is of course moves matter, and only stuff is of course stops matter. But matter cannot move itself. Matter has a beginning and has an end. And matter is reflecting the force that is moving matter. And the force that is moving matter is, of course, life. And life is just pure energy. Mm. And as we know, energy cannot be destroyed, only transformed. And it's transforming all the time. And the transformation is because is moving matter in so many different ways, from the little quantums to all those galaxies. Mm. Everything is being moved by energy, by life. Now, matter reflects life, and the reflection of life is what becomes the mind. Specifically in humans, the reflection of life in the neurons Right. It creates the human mind, which is the reflection of life. And in the human mind is where we create our own story. Then the first creation in, in, in our mind is the main character, is the one who perceives everything. And life to the main character will create the whole story mm. with all the secondary characters a copy of all the events that are happening, then the mind is a copy of the reality. It is being distorted because the knowledge that we use in order to create the story of our mind. Mm-hmm. And, that, and we can say that a lie is a distortion of the truth. And a lie can be clean until we corrupt it. And the corruption of those lies is what creates a superstition. And we defend the superstition is what makes us fanatics. And now we can understand so clearly the human mind. Right. We can understand one human, we can understand the entire humanity. Then once that we have that awareness, psychology now is at the same rhythm that science and technology. We just need to write the text to change whatever needs to be changed, but somebody else will do that. It's not me because I, I don't have that information and I really don't care to get that information. Mm. Mm. But so, that yeah. will change so many things. Right, right, right. Well, you know, and, and so you're, you're talking about 
uh, death, of course, and you know we've discussed quite a bit about life. And and the last thing I kind of wanted to to discuss with you, um, and I guess what you just said segues very nicely into this is mastering death. You know, and and you you discuss this uh, in the book, but but for those who have yet to read it, can you talk a bit about how can we master death and learn to live freely and fully here and now? Well, it's very simple mm. because death is your creation. Mm. You are life, and you move your matter. Then your physical body is matter, and you live in your physical body. Then your physical body is your home. Then by mastering death, you love and respect your physical body. Mm. And in the reflection, you enjoy life. By enjoying life, you are mastering death. Because by being the creator, you give the shape. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, wow, yeah. Okay. So, we just, we need to become more aware of what we're creating, become better artists of our life, as the Toltec tradition would say. Well, we can say that we create already the story in the one we are living. Yes. But when we have the awareness, we can change it. Uh, and if we want to change our own story, mm. we will not try to change the secondary character. Right. It will not right. work. Right. The only way is to change the main character. Yes. Which is what we believe we are. And find out that we are not what we used to believe we are. Mm. That we are much, much better than what we believe we are. Right. Right. Beautiful. The Sufi uh, poet Rumi said something to the effect of yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself. It's not verbatim, but uh, mm-hmm. that's what I'm hearing you say. So, uh, that's, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Don Miguel, I can't thank you enough for your time. It, it was a, an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for your wisdom and, and the uh, wonderful presence you have brought into this world and uh, the light you're shining. It is greatly appreciated. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BeHereNow today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BeHereNow.